Welcome to A Break From The Grind. I'm your host, Jason, and this is my co-host, George. Say hi to the people, George. Why, hello there. How are you this evening? I'm doing great. Thanks, George. I appreciate you asking. I wasn't talking to you. Who, who, who? Listen, you've been at my house now for about two hours. I could give two shits less at this moment how you are doing. I'm talking to the people, Jason. The people aren't even here listening. They're listening for me. They're now my people. I'm assuming they're listening to our guest. George, tell them who we're going to have on later. We just finished an interview. So we're having uh, Steve from the Sleeper Wire uh, podcast, sleeperwire.com, from the Sunday Morning Blitz. I could name everything that they do, but they do so much. It's just, it's it's a lot. It's a ringing, exciting endorsement, George. Dude, I am extremely ex- exhausted. You're but like, we could do it over again. No, no, I'm leaving it. But- I, I figured you would. No, no. For, seriously, though, we had Steve on from uh, Sleeper Wire. Really, having, good, really good interview. We're having Steve on. I'm pretty sure he's got a thing that he does. <laughs> he did not, he, they, listen, Sleeper Wire does so much between so much on the social media apps between Facebook, Twitter, the Sleeper Bot, the Fantasy Life app. They're all over the fucking place. It, it's hard for me to to keep up with everything that they do. We're at the dogs barking portion of the show. This, this part of the portion of the show is brought to you by... You know how I open the door so we can hear them barking? And they, Okay. I was going to say, they totally let me down. But nope, there's my dog barking. And it's funny because she's barking at the other dogs barking. So my, 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 my oldest dog, Maya, she will go to the cage where the dogs are, the two puppies. And she will bark at the puppies. And the only reason she's barking at the puppies is because the puppies are barking. Makes sense. Yeah. Maybe she's just telling them to no shut sense. up. And it's every single time we come home, they do that. Do you think dogs understand each other? I'd like to think they do. Like I, I get like they understand like growling, you know, mm-hmm. like oh he's okay, so that's my, like you're talking like communication, like between like the way we're communicating, right? Right, now. right, right. I I think that they do. I think that they they have their own understanding of each other. It's not obviously it's not fucking English. It's not language. No, but I think they can sense mood and and and. And just different vibes and whatnot. Okay. I believe that. All right. I j- it just I don't really think about dogs in that way too much. <laughs> so it like struck me that like maybe they're just talking back and forth. Like I I always say when we get home and she starts barking like that, she's telling them shut up, like you were saying. Yeah. Okay. So. Anyway, so we've got our interview with Steve coming up. Uh, but before that, we'd like to get into our toys for tots section of the show. Yep. Uh, we'd like to thank you guys. You guys are incredible. At this point in May, we are well ahead of where we were for all of last year. Uh, we are over $2,000 this year for Toys for Tots. That's we've in- actually surpassed the amount that we raised the last two years. Combined, yeah. Combined. So we, um, we've we done a few extra things. We've had a few just donations. And to you guys who donated without us having to do any work, we really thank you for that. Because work doing extra work sucks. But... Uh, you know, we've, we've tried to think of like different ways to raise money. Uh, we did the, the NCAA tournament. That, and, that was fun. And we're moving into the more, uh, the wheelhouse of, of what we do as a hobby, which is fantasy football. We're moving into like the portion of the, the season where we can start setting up leagues. And so what we've done is basically we've gone to pristine auction. We've bought items like, a uh, a, a, a football signed by Nuke. We've DeAndre Hopkins if yep, you didn't know. Yep. Uh we've we've got one coming out soon with Le'Veon assigned Le'Veon Bell football. We've got Darius Geis mini helmet, Saquon Barkley mini helmet. And then we start a league and, and there's a buy in and you buy in, the money goes to Toys, Toys for Tots. Tots. Uh and then whoever wins the league, you guys 
get the the item from pristine auction and that's been really successful but it wouldn't happen without you guys thank you so much for taking the time to to donate money to enter these leagues um i don't really care who wins them i'm just rooting for uh, a good season for you guys and and whoever ends this ends up with this stuff will make my wife really happy because it won't be in my cabinets anymore <laughs> like she'll be super thrilled not to have to like hold this stuff for all season that's when she knows about it by the way because yeah jason has an, an addiction uh he can't stay off pristine auction he probably visits them once or twice a day and maybe even more way that's, more that would say that's just what i know about way when, more that's just what i know what you send me while we're at work but, no, no, uh, no, not at work. Only at lunch. Well, you're on lunch break, but you're at work. So, uh, what I, I don't know. So I've, I've kind of like the, all the big stars. I kind of know where their, their stuff is supposed to go. You know, I found, found the average. So when I see something drastically under that, then I, I start bidding. So I, I, I've gotten a couple of things recently that were well under their average, just because it was well under their average. Yeah. And, uh, you know. The things, the value of it is still the same. You know, the next night it goes up to twice. I, I don't know. You guys are weird with that shit. Like, when you guys <laughs> bid, like, I, I try and do it, like, scientifically, but you guys are fucking all, whoever else you're is animals. on that site, you're all over that place. Like, there'll be a ball that today goes for $45, and you can look to see that it went for $45, and then tomorrow it goes for 97 and I'm like, it's the same ball with the same signature. Sa- same ball, same person, same signature. Everything is the same. But it just went for double the amount of money. It makes no fucking sense. But you know what? Uh, it is all for a good cause. It's yep. it's so that you guys can have sports memorabilia. We can raise money for Toys for Tots, help the kids. That's and that's actually what it's all about. That's that's our goal. We want to raise as much money for for Toys for Tots as we can. The the pace we're keeping right now, and it, I'm I'm not naive. It's gonna the pace is definitely gonna slow. Well, so there's a limited pool of you guys that have money that listen and or pay attention to us. So yep. like I know we're bleeding some of you guys dry and you're almost done already. Uh, so we know some people are gonna drop off here, but like I think I think uh, we've got a couple. Like I said, I've got the Le'Veon Bell football. We've got a ring that we're gonna be doing a ring league, and I think if we can keep the the cost down on some of these, like I think we can, we'll still be able to get people in. Yeah, right around twenty. 25 bucks the, 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 the sweet spot we're finding is is 25 dollars for most stuff obviously there there's stuff like the levy on bell uh football, football we're 50. gonna we're gonna do that for 50 saquon barkley the reason we did that at 75 was a was saquon barkley and his stuff is outrageously expensive and on top of that you were getting an entry into a darius geis uh, mini helmet raffle as well might have raffles in the future but it seems like you guys are more interested in in different leagues. Yeah, I think the leagues are are, are a lot are a bigger hit than doing the raffles. Uh, Lord knows, setting the leagues up and, and getting people into the league is a lot of work. But it's actually a lot less work than having to do a raffle, and it's it's profitable. Like you guys are making it totally worthwhile. And and yep. I'll say this too: we haven't taken we've thrown it around, but we haven't taken any money out of the Toys for Tots to buy these items. These. This is money coming like right out of our pockets. Yep, we um, don't we don't take a penny from any anything that comes in for Toys for Tots. We don't take a penny out. Um, it, anything that we buy, anything that we that we raffle off or, or or set a league up for, that comes out of our pockets. We we we're not taking money from the Toys for Tots charity and reinvesting it or not like that. We've considered it. We've talked about it. 
we may actually start doing it in at the, some point. In the future, we may. I don't know if we'll do it this year. It might be something we, we, we start maybe next year. Uh, and it just simple reinvestment of the money to, to make the pot for Toys for Tots grow well, is all it would be. Well, because let's, let's face it. Like, I have a finite amount of resources that I... And listen, I have, I, I, I have a bad habit of getting into something and just keep buying. But I have a finite amount of funds that I can donate myself. And so the idea behind maybe taking a little bit of the money is like, okay, so I spend $100 on a helmet and you guys put, you know, it becomes a 25 or a $50 league or whatever, and we make 300 or 600 Well, you know, the profit's still there, the margin's still there for the kids. So it's not a bad idea and it means we can do more. But at this point, we don't have to. This With, with this being the first time, the first year of us setting up leagues like that, there was, we had enough stuff that we could cover without doing yeah. that. So at yeah, this and, point, and it's like all Jason, the money's coming from us. Yeah. And, and it's kind of like bleeding the turn up. Like Jason mentioned earlier, we, we don't, we only have a, such a limited pool of people right now. And we're, we're, we're squeezing as much blood from, from you guys as we can to get these leagues filled up and, and, and to get you guys in them. And listen, we recognize that they're not cheap leagues and, and, and whatnot. And, and for somebody to be able to throw down $50 on a league, you know, that could be a lot of money for that person. I don't, we're not sure your financial situations, but know that we do appreciate it and we don't want to oversaturate it. Yep. And, and know that all this money is going to go right to toys for toys for tots. Uh, this year we're doing like the Brevard County where we live. Um, the Brevard County toys for tots. Yep. This is our third year doing it. This is the first year that we're going to be doing it in mine and Jason's, uh, Hometown, home hometown, area. hometown, home area, whatever you want to call it, in our county. And uh, and <laughs> it just so happens that we've raised like more money, like George said, than the last two years combined. We we're starting earlier. We're working harder. Yeah, uh, we 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 so we we doubled from what we did the first year to the second year. We doubled it, and then what we're doing from this year to last year, we've already doubled. So we're getting bigger and bigger each year, which is which is absolutely fantastic. So anyway, that's our Toys for Tots segment. Um, if you want to, if you're listening and you want to donate to Toys for Tots, you can go to our Twitter page um, at BFTG Pod. Uh, there's a pinned post that has the link. You're always welcome to donate whatever you want there. Even if you don't want to donate or you can't donate, you can go on there and you can share the link. Maybe somebody who that you share to will see it and maybe they'll be moved enough to donate. And that'll just be another donation that we otherwise wouldn't have gotten for the kids. Let me throw this out there as well. If you if you guys are not oversaturated and you want more leagues and you're like, I'm willing to play in 30 more leagues if they're cheap enough, let us know. We'll I'll keep doing it. We'll find some cheap shit. I mean, we'll, we'll, there's a listen. If you want to get in a big league where there's a huge prize, so for example, Jason and I were looking at a Bo Jackson and Marcus Allen signed full size chrome. chrome Los Angeles Raiders helmet. I'm not a Raider fan. Not even close. This helmet is badass. It's very expensive, though. So if in order for us to run that league and for the margin to be profitable for Toys for Tots, that's a $100 league. If you're interested in something like that and we can get enough interest drummed up, let us know. Jason and I will combine our money and we'll buy the helmet. So let us know. So that's the thing. If, if you are listening to this and you really like the idea of doing these leagues, you haven't found one you want to jump in. If you've jumped into both but still want to donate money, if you think you'd want something bigger and more grand, if you want us to spend more but have it cost more, we're down. We'll make it work. 
We'll figure out a way to make it happen financially on our end. Um, but we need to, before we make that. Yeah, we, we have to have enough commitment. And because, and, <laughs> yeah, this helmet was selling for like 380 bucks the last time we looked. Yeah. So. And that thing is but that thing is amazing. Yeah. Like I want, I don't, I'm not a signature guy. I know people are, and You're, I don't, I don't mind. I just don't have a place to store stuff. Like I, there's been signatures I've wanted. There was a Tony Dungy one I really wanted. I just don't have any place in the house to like put a helmet and just yep. say, Hey, this is, I would want this helmet. I, uh, this, I wanted this. So we're, we're plugging the shit out of pristine auction. Uh, and actually they are an unofficial sponsor of the show. Unofficial. Say, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're an unofficial sponsor of Toys for Tots because they, they have no idea. They have no idea. Well, they have some idea because I, I tag them on, on Twitter every time that uh that I mention we get our, our memorabilia from them. But uh But yeah, so when when you get in one of our leagues, just know that we, we get everything through pristine auction. So um Everything our, is legit. Our our reputation our reputation for those things is staked on their reputation, which is really good in the industry. So Yeah, they've um, got a better reputation than us. Oh, for sure. Um but uh anyway, so uh, getting back to it, thank you very much for donating. Uh we're already more successful this year than last year yep. and uh a lot of kids are gonna get a lot of cool things because of it. Yep, and and that is ultimately the end goal. That that's that's what makes it worthwhile. I'll bust my ass running a whole bunch of leagues. I'll bust my ass setting these leagues up. Uh, I'll bust my ass setting up the drafts and important players and doing what I need to do to get them up running and whatnot. Because I know in the end, there's some kids that are going to be getting some Christmas gifts this year that otherwise would not have possibly gotten them. And in the end, that makes it all worth it. Okay. So um, we're going to get in the interview in a few minutes, but I think we should probably like, we like to do a little bit of personable little bit of book. Hey George, I noticed your beard is gone. And that's the interview that we had with Steve. It was a, a great interview. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I so I, I was growing a beard. Um, it was actually a, a, a glorious beard. It was all right. No, it was glorious. I had so many compliments from people that loved my beard. Mostly gay guys. No, it was actually mostly women, which was kind of surprising. Does uh, Jessica know? Yes. Oh, yeah, of course she knows. I tell her all the time. Uh, she hated but, that thing it was she says it was growing on her and i'm like no it was literally growing on me but anyway <laughs> boo, <laughs> boo! <laughs> but uh yeah i had a beard uh was was interviewing for a new position at work at the factory the day before i decided okay you know let's do it right go to the barber shop get a haircut get get a little trim up you know make sure everything's straight edge look nice and whatnot so I go to the barbershop I've been going to for like the last 10 or 15 years. I was going to them religiously, going to the same person. who's the only person I let cut my hair. And then I stopped because I was really cheap at one point and I was letting Jessica cut my hair and it was free. Paid for the clippers. She could cut the hair for free. The line of work I was in at the time wasn't allowed to have facial hair. So I, I was clean shaven. So it was just, you know, throw uh, the buzzers on there, shave it short, be done with it. No big deal. Recently, I started growing the beard, and when I started growing the beard, I, I told her I was going to go back to going to the barbershop once a month, just get a, a nice high tight, high fade, whatever you want to call it. The lady that's there, she would always do the beard, and she would kind of like blend in the side so it's not like a solid line at the top above the ear. Well, I went to the same place I've been going, and she wasn't there, and neither was the guy that works, the other guy there that I trust cutting my hair. I had to go to, I call it the other side of the shop. Because it's divided by a wall and then there's a couple chairs on the other side of the wall. 
And you know, sometimes like you could tell something's not going to go the way you want it. And, you know, you get that little feeling inside, your little gut feeling telling you, don't do it, don't do it. Yep. I had that going on. And you did it anyway. And I said, you know what? She's straight shaving uh, somebody with the with the sh- with the razor over there. She's cutting somebody's hair just the exact same way I want my hair done. He's got a beard. It looks pretty good. I can deal with this. This will be okay. I'll be all right. Sit in the chair. Tell her what I want. She's like, are you sure you want to go that high on the top? I said, yeah, I want to go that high on the top. I'm like, I'm pretty, I said, I've been getting the same haircut for years. I pretty much know what I want. She's done. Gives me the mirror. Let's me look at it. I literally take the thing that she's got on me off, drop it on the floor, get up and walk out. I do not pay for the haircut. Oh, you didn't pay for the haircut. I did. I would not pay for that haircut. It was that bad. I saw pictures. It was that bad. It was fucking brutal. It looked like I was the first person she had ever tried to cut hair on. So the 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 beard. Did you say anything to her? You just no, I out? just walked out. I'm going to be going back in a couple of weeks. Uh, and I'll go see the lady that normally does my hair. And I'm going to show her the pictures of what they did to me. Uh, so I came home and I was looking in the mirror. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe it's not as bad. So like I'm checking myself out in the car mirror and whatnot. I'm like, okay. Let me get home and look in the big mirror in the bathroom. It can't be this bad. Maybe I missed something. I look in the mirror, and on one side of the beard, it was pretty much stopped right at the top of the ear. She didn't blend it in or nothing like that, but that was fine. I was like, okay, whatever. That's fine. I don't mind that. She did excuse me. She did an average job on the side of the head that I could see on the same on the right side with the beard. On the left side of the fucking beard. God, this is emotional. She stopped, she shaved it, and it was halfway in the middle of the ear, basically. So I've got one at the top of the ear and one in the middle of the ear. The beard was fucking just off completely. And then it looked like when she started blending it in and and whatnot, she stopped right above the eyebrow instead of the middle of the forehead on the other side. So everything, I don't know how she did it. The The right-hand side was was up higher for both the fade and the, the beard. And on the left-hand side, it was about the same amount of distance, but it was lower on the fade and lower on the beard. Did you have your head tilted? I did not. No, I, I, dude, when I sit there and get my haircut, I don't. So the lady who does my hair knows when I'm getting my haircut, I'm not talking to her. I'm not. Most people go to the barber shop. They talk to the barber and whatnot. I'm not talking to you. I'm not. I'm there for one reason. I want my haircut. I haven't had to do this since 2006. Yeah, I know. I wish I could go bald. Um, <laughs> just, it's easy. You can. You just bick it. No, I, I super easy. I'm, I'm not. I'm not that white power guy like you, Jason. I'm sorry. So um, I have a tan head. <laughs> it's totally not. I'm, no, I, I've got. I've got scars on the back of my head. I've got a wart on the back of my head. I would look. I would look completely fucking stupid with a big head. It, it, she just completely fucked everything on my hair. I was. I tried to fix it myself, and I couldn't. So what I ended up doing is taking my clippers, and I just ended up going. As short as possible on the side without no guard at all on the clippers. And that make, that fixed her fuck up on the top half of the head. Uh, it, it's hair, whatever it grows back on the top of the head, I don't care. It uh, doesn't always. I'm, I'm just well, I'm not, yeah, for you it doesn't. But for me, it, it, <laughs> it will grow back. Uh, I, I, I've got a nice little widow's peak going, but I haven't quite started to lose it yet. Hopefully, knock on wood, I'm like my dad. He's in his mid-50s, still has a full head of hair. The beard. <laughs> I tried to fix the beard myself. And what I did was I put a, a another set of clippers, on, uh, another guard on the clippers. And I was 
taking it down little bit at a time, trying to salvage her complete fuck up. Could not salvage it. So I ended up taking the whole beard down to a mustache, or not a mustache, but a, a goatee. Even that did not look right. I couldn't get the goatee to look the way I I, I, I wanted it. Because you know how I look. used to look with the goatee. I used to have a goatee all the time. Mm-hmm. Couldn't take the goatee down to where I wanted it to where I thought it looked okay. So I said, you know what? Fuck it. And I just shaved. I just did a whole complete clean shave. So I have pictures. I have pictures from like right after this happened. And you look so miserable. Like I'm Dude. not even talking about like the picture of your face and your head. Which looked odd as well, but like you, your expression was just that of like it was miserable. I the pit of misery, dilly dilly, <laughs> it dilly dilly. It was a miserable fucking experience, uh, and it was all for work, <laughs> <laughs> right? But I actually loved my beard. So taking the beard off was a very emotional experience for me. I was miserable that day. I don't think I talked. So I didn't tell Jessica I took it off until she came home. So I was sitting in the bedroom. My bedroom, I, I've got blackout curtains on my on my uh, window in the bedroom. So there's no light in my bedroom at all. It's just, it's dark in there all the time. I don't turn any lights on in there. Only light I get is the natural light from the TV. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. So, so she came in. So I tell her, I said, all right. I said, hey, babe, I'm going to go start cooking dinner. She's like, all right, what are we having? I'm like, I got some steaks. We're going to make steak. She's like, okay, that sounds good. She's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll be out in a minute. I'm like, okay. I was like, like, I'll be in the kitchen. So I go in the kitchen and I I start, you know, searing the steaks and putting them in the oven and whatnot. She walks out and I turn around and look at her and her draw, her jaw just dropped. She could not believe that I was clean shaven. She looked at me. She goes, oh my God, what happened? <laughs> she was shocked. So I showed her the pictures that I, I had sent to you. And, and I, I sent our chat with uh, with Neil uh, Swag and uh, Two Drink. Uh, I sent those, those pictures in there to you guys as well. Uh, if you haven't seen the pictures, maybe one day I'll, I'll be unemotional enough to share them with everybody. But ask Jason. They were fucking brutal. They are brutal. Uh I, I put pictures of me clean shaven in that chat. It screams miserable because that's exactly what I was. Uh, I didn't speak to my wife or kids much that night at all. It took me a while to, to get to over just the recover. Yeah. Just to accept the fact that I'm clean shaven. So it was a really bad two days at that because I had that interview that I was going to. And I could swear that the interview was at 145. I'd, I would have bet my paycheck it was at 145. So one o'clock, I'm. In the bathroom, I'm getting changed, putting my shirt and tie on, whatnot, getting, you know, dressed out for this interview for, for a new position. I get a phone call from my lead. He's like, hey, where are you at? And I go, I'm, at, I'm in the bathroom getting changed. Why? He's like, oh, so-and-so is going to be here in a few minutes, so you need to get here before him. You're running late. I'm like, what are you talking about? I got 45 minutes. He's like, no, your interview is at 1. I'm like, oh, are you fucking with me right now? He goes, no, it's seriously, man, it's at 1 o'clock. I'm like, uh... I'm going to be late then, I said, because he's only five minutes out. I'm still 15, 20 minutes out because I'm not even dressed. So I was late to the to the interview as well, which probably didn't help my cause. So it, it was a brutal two fucking days. Uh, I'm, I'm, I hope you're happy that you got me to tell that story. I'm, I'm ecstatic. 
Well, all right. So that's our beard talk for the show. <laughs> uh, if you want more beard it's talk. Not, it's not artesian cheese, but. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Quit spoiling the interview. It, it's it's called a lead-in, Jason. Anyway, so that, uh, that weird attempt at a lead-in <laughs> means that it's time for the interview portion of the show. What most of you guys are here for. We had uh, we had uh, Steve on Steve from Sleeperwire. Sleeperwire, and if uh, if you want an interesting kind of odd interview, you kind of found it with this. I, I had a good time talking to Steve. It was great. So Steve was out. He was doing a hockey game while talking to us. So there were some pauses going back and forth and whatnot. But it was a good time. I really did enjoy interviewing him. Yep, me too. And it and uh, and I look forward to. You guys here in this interview, I look forward to having some of the other Sleeper Wire guys on uh, so they can talk shit about Steve behind their back like he did. <laughs> yeah, we can't, we can't tell you everything we had to edit out, but let me just say this about that. Steve talks some shit. He's a shit talker. <laughs> just, just so the rest of you Sleeper Wire guys know, Steve talks the shit. <laughs> anyway, so uh, this is the interview with uh, Steve, and then after, at the end we'll be uh, we'll come back and say our goodbyes. And as we told you just a few moments ago, uh, we have a special guest from the Sleeper Wire show. We have Sleeper Wire Steve. Steve, say hello. Hello. Uh, he follows directions. I mean, literal, literally to the T, a hundred percent literal. What else to say, and then use it incriminatingly, incriminatingly later. Well, we've been. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's just hard to say incriminate. Incriminate. I can't do it. Incriminating. Can't can't do it. <laughs> Don't worry. I can relate to that, okay? There's certain words I can't say either. Like the most of the words yes. in the English language. <laughs> yes. Most of them. Uh that's what me behind the scenes. I'm I'm the producer of the show. So I don't really this is a big treat for me to be invited to talk on another show, because normally I'm just a behind the scenes bus- button pusher kind of guy. Well, and that's why we wanted you. Well, Jason's terrible at pushing buttons, and yeah, he needs help. I do. So I told him, listen, I know a guy. That guy said he couldn't make it, so then I reached out to you, and then you said yes. Well, thank you, Gio, <laughs> for uh, giving a voice to the voiceless here. Hey, You're a good I, man. Any time. Any time, brother. Any time. Well, so I, I'm in awe of you guys because like George threw down the gauntlet one time and said, hey, if in five hours we just want to record a live broadcast, can you do it? And I said, uh, no. No, I can't do that at all. And then you guys do it all the time. <laughs> so, um, look, like this may come out in a month or so. I don't know. I just It, it takes me forever to edit this stuff. But, um, yeah, he, he at one point wanted to do a live podcast, which I assume since we he just thought of it on the fly, nobody would have listened to because nobody knew it was coming out. But he asked me if I could do it in a couple hours, and I looked over what I would have had to do, and I just said no. So I, I totally appreciate what you have to go through to get your show on the air. Well, thank you. I mean, uh, don't you know, not for nothing, the first couple live shows we did, we had maybe two, three listeners at most. So it took some time to catch on. But um, it's something that I think is really unique to what we do it for fantasy, at least to be able to do a live show and interact with our fans and listeners, take phone calls and stuff like that. So um, it's fun. It's fun for us. If it wasn't fun, we probably we wouldn't put the effort in. And and it's also fun as a fan to be able to call in and, and be able to get, you know, a hold of you guys and talk to you live on the air. That's 
I mean, maybe it's just a little kid in me, even though, you know, I do these podcasts and whatnot, but being able to call into a show that's live and get through and, and be able to talk to somebody on their end is still always exciting. Well, and yeah, you guys, uh, I, you know, you, y'all did a couple of the Sunday morning blitzes with us last year. And so you could be in the hot seat and you're getting these questions from these guys who are about to start their fantasy day, setting their lineups. And you're like, okay, I wasn't even thinking of these players that you're asking me about. I got to do my research quick and make a decision and give you an opinion. But then you start getting the same callers every week and, you know, we had Curtis who called in every single show. He became a, a character all of his own. So, yeah, it's it's fun for the listeners, I think, too. And it shows when those guys are, you know, asking us now, early this early in the preseason. When are the when are the live mock shows going to start? When are you guys going to start doing mailbag and stuff like that? It's something that they they really love. You know what I liked about being a guest on the show is 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 the fact that I could give really bad advice <laughs> and then the next week i'm not there to face the wrath yeah i know no uh, i i honestly think we actually didn't do too bad i think we actually had more uh more more hits than misses on some of them yeah and that's all it is i mean fantasy's it, it it's impossible to get it right it really is it's uh you guys talked about gambling on previous shows. It, it really is a gamble. There's so many things that could, could happen to players to play calling. Um, the best we can do in the fantasy analyst world is just give you give you some good advice, give you some opinions, uh, you know, do some research for you and kind of boil it down to a couple of lines. And whether or not you use it, hey, at least you heard it from somebody other than your, you know, your friends or your your own mind telling you what to do yeah it, it's nice to get a, a a different opinion on things because somebody else may know something you don't or or they may look at it as a different angle than uh than what you were thinking um and i know last minute advice it, it's nice to get those differing opinions so yeah and sometimes it's just it's just nice to be told no you got this you're right like you you got the right guys in just go for it you know yep well that was going to be my question is how much do you think it's people looking for confirmation bias, like just reinforcing the opinions they already had versus like people asking for advice and, and taking it to heart? Like I know some people will play a certain player because they get advice over the radio but like or, or through a podcast. But do you think people already go in thinking because you hear it in some of the phone calls where when you tell them something completely different than what they thought? They almost sound a little disappointed and then even like more unsure about what they should do. Because in their heart, they know they should start Funchess. <laughs> but, I love Devin Funchess. Or who was it that you started over Gronk a couple years ago? Uh, Devontae Parker. Yeah. So in their heart, they know they should start Devontae Parker, but everybody's telling them they should start Gronk. Yeah. Uh, I think... I think and we I think we try to say it too, like on the show, look, it's your team. Do what you want. Um it, that's a good question. I couldn't give you percentage. Uh I think that it's it's we serve more of a a forum. Like we we're trying to build this community on Sleeperbot and Sleeperwire is where you know, you can just ask questions. You might get ten different answers. But at least you have 10 different things to think about now. Yep. And if one or two of those things fits where you were going, then you feel good about it. If none of them fit, well, maybe you want to restart your thinking a little bit. But, you know, we don't we're not actually reaching through the, 
the computer screen and pushing buttons for you and ad- doing ads, ad drops and sit- start sits. That's all you. That's your job. So but, um, um, when do you start doing that where you reach through people's computers? Because, like, you can sign me up for that. I got too many leagues this year. I want you to just go ahead and run them all. 2020 is our goal for that. Uh, one <laughs> year goal around, we'll be able to physically take control of uh, your bionics, which will all be installed in the chip in your brain. We'll just turn that off on Sunday mornings. We'll do your lineup for you, and then uh, you know you'll win. You win every week. So I'm gonna segue into something real quick. Um, the last few days, you and I had talked about offline, just between the two of us, about a whole bunch of different things about sleeper wire. Uh, I told you about the stuff we were doing for our Toys for Tots whatnot, and how we were doing with the leagues and raising the money for our Toys for Tots drive and all that. Well, one of the reasons why I really wanted to get you on this week is because Jason has something that he wants to tell you. Well, so I know, um, so at this point we've raised over $2,000, uh, so 1800 and some odd dollars it's, it's online, over two, it's over $2, but over $2,000 with on, offline donations for Toys for Tots. Uh, and, and the way we've been doing that is winning auctions from Pristine Auction. And then, you know, we, we did a raffle, we're setting up le- money leagues or what would be money leagues, but prize leagues. Um, so what happened to us was we're not a very communicative with our fellow podcast hosts so shane and jason with the fantasy football breakdown right i'm so bad at remembering it with the fantasy football breakdown um and i both bought darius geis mini helmets so um they raffled their theirs off recently and i know you were looking into doing some kind of charity uh leagues as well and so we have an extra Darius Geis football. So if after this podcast, you'd football like, helmet or helmet. Yeah. Yeah. So if after this podcast, you'd like to get George, your address, I'll go ahead and send that to you as our donation to your charity. Guys, that is, uh, that is incredibly generous. Thank you from, from Rob and from the rest of the sleep wire crew. Uh, thank you very much. We will definitely, uh, we'll definitely accept that. And it's something that we will, we'll have a league for. I, I don't know. I want to steal your idea because I think it's an awesome way to do fundraising. Have a fantasy football league with the buy and go to charity and the prize be, um, you know, an autographed piece of memorabilia of a young player or a really good player or somebody that you like. Uh, so, yeah, thank you very much. I will accept that on behalf of my crew and thank you on behalf of my crew. And uh, that will be our first our first charity league that we'll do this year to raise money for our cause. That's fantastic. And, and we, we wanted to do something for Rob. And uh, Jason and I were talking, and we figured we have an extra helmet. Uh, the fool that's sitting across from me cannot stay off pristine auction. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. This guy cannot stay off pristine auction. He just won another Le'Veon Bell signed football like two days ago. So he had two of those. So he, he's giving one of those away to uh, at cost. to. No, so I made a... Uh, what I thought was a low bid and then kept expecting to be outbid on this ball. And then it just never happened. So, um, but anyway, Crazy. I'm selling that, that ball's going to uh, a friend of mine who's a huge Steelers fan. He's going to get it for father's day from his girlfriend. But um, yeah, I can't stay. I love watching those and then bidding really low and then hoping I win it. They're, um, uh... 
They're a sponsor. We, we had them as a sponsor last year for the great debate. Uh, hopefully, we'll get them as a sponsor again this year. But you're right, dude. I don't know where they get their stuff or how they manage it. But, man, you want to outfit a man cave or a den or, shoot, you just want to throw something cool in your living room? That's the site to do it. And then probably shouldn't be giving them free plugs. but That's all right. Oh, we do it all the time. Yeah, it, we, we have no shame. We will plug anything. Yeah, so... Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about your? Ch- I mean, so I have a feeling that most of our listeners actually listen to you as well. I mean, it, and if it, they don't, they should. And, right, and if they don't, they should. And they should become very interactive. But uh, why don't you tell people about your charity while while we're on the subject? Sleeperwire is a it, it's a podcast. It's a charity. Uh, we kind of all came together on the Sleeper by app a long time ago, uh, and one of the original members. Well, it's a guy named Rob. He's our cause. He has chronic Lyme disease. So the podcast and, and all the stuff we do, the pro-am, all the leagues we do, uh, it's all to raise money to help him get these treatments he needs for chronic Lyme disease, which a lot of people don't know about. There's a uh, We did a little podcast just about it on our, on our homepage you can listen to. But the long and short of it is uh, symptoms include stuff like just extreme fatigue, nausea, uh, dizziness, pain. It's kind of like, I don't know if you guys ever heard of fibromyalgia. Yes. Uh, there's yep. some elements of that in there, just nerve. It's a nerve issue, really. Uh, it attacks your nervous system, so it's, it's a lot of pain and stuff like that. And it's just debilitating. The poor guy, I mean, he's a graphic designer. He's got, you know, he's got family and stuff. Uh, and his quality of life is just, it's tough because he can't really get up and do much. So uh, and and playing fantasy football was difficult for him last year. Uh, we didn't hear from him. We don't hear from him. A lot of times you don't hear from him for for weeks or months. And when he does pop back into the chat room and say hi and let us know how he's doing, we're kind of relieved. Like, yeah, you're still around. <laughs> but uh, it's that's the scary part. Like, it's hard for him to just keep up regular social interaction. So uh, that's our cause. We we were trying to we we're trying to raise money to. Help him get some treatments, and there's a lot of treatments, uh, different t- types of treatments you can do. Some are very expensive. Uh, you know, they, they require leaving the country to get. Um, some are more just maintenance treatments, just to get him, you know, through a day uh, with less pain and less nausea, and uh, just allow him to have a you know normal life. So that's that's really what that's the, that's the basic of what we do and why we do it. Let's. Well, that's great. That's noble. Um, you know, before you guys started raising money for him, did you know him really well or did you just meet him online and became good friends with him that way? Uh, personally, I didn't join the Sleeperwire team till the second year. So when they got together uh, on Sleeperbot, I think they decided they're going to start a podcast. They started like late in the season. Uh, I want to say 2015, I believe. So they started in like October, November, started a podcast. Uh, those guys knew each other. I came into the group following year, which would, I guess, would officially be their second season or maybe their first full season. And I, I came in after it was already established and they kind of were looking for a guy to do video and audio stuff. I said, it's something I like to do. I love fantasy. Uh, what do you got going on? And the first person I talked to was Adam. And he said, look, we can't pay you. This is this is for a cause. Uh, it's for this guy, Rob. And so, you know, I met all the guys on basically a chat program. The weird thing is we're all over the country. So very few of us have actually met face to face. Uh, so it's mostly a virtual friendship, I guess. 
uh, I don't think I've I don't think I've met anybody in real life. It's kind of weird, isn't it? It's weird because with the social media aspect of the world that we live in today, it's like you can be really good friends with somebody and they can know a lot about you and your day to day life and, and vice versa, but have never actually physically met that person before. Um, yeah, I, I'd like to meet some of them, uh, some more than others. <laughs> <laughs> no, no offense, who's <laughs> They're all guys I would hang out with probably in real life and get along with. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of strange, but you're right. The way the world is right now, we, for some reason, it's easier to make friends when you just talk, talk to them on a chat program. And well, I think having a common goal and a common project has also brought us together. There's plenty of times where we disagree on how to do stuff and what to say and how to say it. But, uh, we, you know, we stay focused on that one goal and that kind of keeps us cohesive. Yeah, I think... It's odd with social media because, you know, you go home and you're probably looking down at your phone on the sleeper bot app, like talking to your buddies or whatever. And your family's like looking down at their phones and talking on Facebook or with their friends on their respective programs or apps or whatever they're doing. So it like brings you closer to people far away, but makes you farther away from the people that you're close with, right? Isn't that like you yeah. got to find a balance there? Uh, my wife would say I haven't found that balance yet, but uh, <laughs> I guess we can all strive for it. <laughs> my my wife. Well, that's, I'm sorry, guys. No, that's uh, that's funny you say that because you guys do the show together physically in the same room. But you're absolutely right. Family and friends. First of all, they never really get what I do when when I'm going to do a show with Sleeperwire. They really don't understand how I can go to my room and and open up my laptop and do a radio show. <laughs> they don't get it. Right. They're like, what are you doing? Uh, going to do my show. Where Where is your friends? Oh, they're, you know, they're on Skype. They're there. They'll be there. Yeah, it's weird. You're right. It's very weird. Well, just tell them to turn it on. They'll, they'll understand. <laughs> Maybe not. I mean, listen, it may be like that thing where, where a baby looks at a mirror and then looks behind it and can't figure that shit out. Like, Maybe they'll turn on your show and then run into your room and see there's nobody there and be super confused. See so you sitting there talking to yourself. Yeah. How are you doing all those voices? Right? Yeah. I, uh, I'm i working on my Dirty Jobs impression. It's it's not ready for a public yet. Okay. But, um, well, there's nobody listening to this show, so if you want to test it out, I probably <laughs> can. I'm on him on a, on a morning, on a Sunday Blitz one, one week when he's there. I'm going to bust it out on him. Nice. Um, so speaking of Sunday Blitz, I assume we have a permanent guest spot. You guys are welcome anytime. Anytime. Yeah, absolutely. That shows, that shows probably the most fun I have on a week to week basis. Uh, the speed of it, in case anybody had no, we do a little live fantasy show on Sunday mornings. I would say probably about an hour, hour and a half before kickoffs. And we just take questions, line up questions, set up, you know, sit, start, sit questions. Um, and we take calls and we take questions from the fantasy life app and from Superbot app and man it go it goes fast it is a fast-paced high energy show and uh it's always good to have some extra bodies in there because um you know people can't make it sometimes sunday mornings busy with families and stuff like that or church i mean <laughs> how do you go to church in football season i don't understand <laughs> right. i don't i don't live during football season my wife is 
come to accept the reality that during football season, I don't exist. Yeah, and you've got a lot of leagues to run this year. Yeah, thank you, by the way. You're welcome. We got uh, George, yeah, we I've got signed help. George up for all those charity. He's the commissioner of all those charity leagues. He's not in. Oh, man. You're going to be busy. Yeah, but I, what I did do is is I, I passed on one specific league on to Jason. Uh, I was too good for it last year. Um, I may call up and do another rant this year if I have to face Cotide UK again. But, oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. But I'm gonna let Jason take over the uh, the pro am. He's gonna he's gonna okay. be the pro am guy this year for us. Okay. Well, you got big shoes to fill. Well, George called uh, called my little league podcast last year and dropped some dropped a WWE style promo on his opponent. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was so great about it is you played the the Hulk Hogan Real American theme music behind it. That was fantastic. Oh yeah, and the listeners right now are like, "What are they talking about?" This is a this is a private pod. This is how crazy I am, how insane I am about podcasting. This is a private podcast that all of maybe twelve people listen to, <laughs> just for a specific fantasy league that I did. Almost, I tried to do every week. It was hard to do, but fifteen minute show for for eleven guys basically. So I mean that's what you can look forward to when you play fantasy <laughs> with people like us. Well, and so George passed it on to me, and I'm almost—I almost think he did it. So I take a little bit of focus away from the uh, the cash league we're in. No, it's it's because so far you've gotten me five commissioner leagues to run. So I think you're buying all this shit now. So I'm not focused on our money league because I got to commission these five other leagues you made for me. I'm really not worried about you in that <laughs> money league. I've been in it four years and won it three times. I think I'm good. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> And I rubbed that in his face. He got me into the league, and and I've won three out of the four years. Are you? What's your secret? Uh, I'm just he, better he, than everybody else. Or he gets extremely lucky. I mean, the utmost luck. Last year, we had a guy that a friend of ours from work that was going to join the league, and Jason was willing to trade his second round pick for Isaiah Crowell. I kept telling him I would not do that. It's not. I wouldn't do that. Crowell's not worth the second round pick last year. He was adamant he was going to trade him for a second-round pick. Jason, who did you pick in the second round last year? Oh, so the guy backed out, and I picked Todd Gurley. And he won the league. I mean, any yeah, anybody that had Todd Gurley had a pretty good shot at winning. Well, he, he would have lost the, the, the championship game, uh, but the guy that he was playing with had Le'Veon Bell, and they pulled Le'Veon Bell in the third quarter, and Jason ended up winning by like one and a half points. No, it was like point two seven. Yeah, I, I love these stories. Yeah, it was, this is so, this, this is why I enjoyed listening to three episodes of your podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> you should you and should go back and listen to the first ones. They were no, great. don't don't do that. No, save your ears. <laughs> no, I love I love the war stories, man. That's one of the that's one of the things that um, man, hearing listeners call in and you guys talking about it in our pro am league, we had a couple close games. The, the emotions that a simple game, a simple numbers game can elicit from grown men. <laughs> the, ups and downs, the drama of competition. God, I love it. That's what I love about fantasy. Well, and so this was this was Christmas time, right? So uh, it might have been Christmas Day because I think I called it the Christmas miracle it, yeah. when that game was being played. And it my, I had DeAndre Hopkins who made a catch, just one catch for like eight yards at towards the end of the game that put me ahead of him and i'm driving home from my parents like christmas dinner in the car 
with my headphones in so I could listen to the game. My wife's, you know, corralling the kids who are all hocked up on, like, Christmas presents and, and sugary snacks and, mm-hmm. and trying to corral them. And all of a sudden, in the third quarter, they pull Levy on Bell, and, and I forgot the name of the backup who was there, but I keep I start hearing that he's in, in running. Was it Ridley? Do they they no, have Ridley? I forget who their backup was last year. Anyway, so so they had put him in like for the first time all season, and I did the biggest like you would have thought I sunk a putt at the Masters and was Tiger Woods with my <laughs> fist bump, and my wife looks at me like I was insane, and I said, "Listen, I just won the league. I had no business winning." <laughs> and she still looked at me like she understood, but then she understood that, that he won the league. She didn't care. Yeah. Did not care. <laughs> not cared at all. I said, you know what this means, right? I can take these headphones out and help you with the kids. Then she cared. But yeah, it, in, in that specifically, it, it, my last few years. So I wanted the two previous years and then I invited Jason in. And then the first year, where he made reference, circling back a little bit to the Devontae Parker versus uh, Gronkowski. It was the year that Gronkowski was, he got injured, and it was his first game back the year. Uh, off of injury. And Devontae Parker, was, I think it was Devontae Parker's rookie year, where he was coming on at the end of the year. So I ended up sitting Gronkowski because I wasn't sure how healthy he was and if he was going to play. And I, I played Devontae Parker, and I lost to Jason. And had I played Gronkowski instead of Parker, I would have beaten him by one point in the first round. And then I would have just wiped the floor with everybody else on the way to another championship. This is what I love about fantasy. This is how many years ago was this? Yet you remember all these details. Had I done this, I would have won this and then this and then that. I mean, the, the, the only reason I remember this is because he refuses to let me forget. Oh, yeah, I will. He won't. He won't forget it. <laughs> Nope. Well, and and then I I knocked him out of the playoffs the next year too. Did, no, I don't think you made the playoffs. Uh, two next years. Year. No, I won two. Because that was in your a AJ Green year. Two years in a row. Okay. Uh, anyway, yeah. uh, we are a hundred percent. I mean, so I don't. The last three episodes, I don't know. There haven't been too many politics or anything like that in them. So um, you haven't heard, but we argue almost nonstop. It's kind of what we do. Uh, so and we're still we're still good friends. Oh yeah. Uh, I'll argue with anyone over it. No, I love your show because it's like you don't try to be. You know, you. It's like two guys. Like if I was just sitting at a bar, and I would overhear two guys who are good friends just talking. Like I'd want to hang out with those guys and butt in and be their buddy too. Uh, And you cover so many different things. You do a little sports. You do a little, you know, personal stuff. You talk about your families. It's a very listenable to show. Listenable show uh, it's a real it's a light i feel like it's more of a lifestyle show than anything else a man's lifestyle type show that's a way to look at it i was i was i'm with you actually i mean it's a little metro calling it a lifestyle show but <laughs> we can we can work with that i well, mean I you, now you're touching on something i i have strong opinions on the man's man and i feel like you guys fall within that man's man type of show uh you're not talking about like you know Travels to Europe and uh, and uh, artisanal cheeses and. Uh, well, let's be fair. It's only because we're broke. If we had, <laughs> if we had money, there would be trips to Europe and artisanal cheese. Like, like I am not above eating any kind of cheese. 
Cheese is awesome. <laughs> like, like it's if if I had money, like Europe would be fun to go through. I mean, I I wouldn't like go to. I, so I guess I'd have to go to a museum because my wife likes that. Yeah, you're, you'd be going to a museum. I'd be going to the museums. And but, I'm not going to sit here and say that I wouldn't because guess what? Jessica likes museums. I'd be I, going with you. I'd be going to castles and stuff, right? Like, I'd, yeah. I'd have to see the castles and the... and Th- like, that, That's up my alley. I'd Willy Wonka the shit out of their chocolate factories. <laughs> <laughs> like, see if I could stick my face, like, right in the machines. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you guys ever did touch on artisanal cheeses during your show, I feel like you wouldn't be describing the nuttiness, aftertaste, and uh, headiness of it. But you'd just be saying, this is a damn good cheese. Let's make some nachos out of this. <laughs> I am Googling artisanal cheese because I might have to have that as a segment on next week's show. <laughs> oh, God. See what you did, Steve. Now, now we're going to be talking about artisanal cheese. I, I appreciate this. Hold on. I, I got to see how much it is because... I am down with buying some artis- ar- artisanal. They're expensive, dude. You got to go to the store where they have uh, the basket that just has like the trimmings. And, they, you know, they give you like, I don't know, maybe an ounce, like just a piece, a tiny little corner of cheese. So you can try it for like, you know, four or five dollars rather than twenty dollars a pound. Some of that stuff is ridiculous. Yeah, that's twenty dollars a pound. for That better be some good fucking cheese. <laughs> If it doesn't come in a package that says Cracker Barrel on it, I won't eat it. (laughs) (laughs) I could get you to try some art. You know, we're doing that next week. Next week's segment is Artisanal Cheese of the Week. Oh, I thought that was the name of the show. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be the name of this show. (laughs) But Artisanal Cheese of the Week, that's next week. Thanks. Thanks Uh, for the idea. I'm always looking for ideas. Hey, you're very welcome. See, that's that's you guys were talking about Outback Steakhouse on one of your shows. <laughs> and you got me thinking, like, if you were to ask me my favorite, whatever you want to call, it, I guess, casual dining place, uh, I, I wouldn't be able to pick one because I don't like to go to those places. I'm I'm a, you know, more like let me save up four trips to Outback or Olive Garden and go to a really good steakhouse once kind of thing. So listen, I am with you there, except I have a wife who doesn't like eating at home much. And I try to, I try and like get her to eat at home more. But so she grew up in a household where on Monday they had hamburgers, on Tuesday they had tacos, on Wednesday they had, you know, noodles and on Thursday. So every week was the same menu over and over Mm -hmm. and over again. Um so I try to expand her horizons when we're cooking at home, but sometimes she just wants to go get like a shitty Outback hamburger and, and yeah. she really likes it. So we do that way more than we should. But yeah. I'm with you. I'd love to go to just a good steakhouse rather than Outback three times. Yeah, And, and I'm just not a fan of Outback. Uh, I'm not a big steak person. So up until recently, I probably went a good 15 to 18 years without eating steak. So... I just don't care that much for steak. I'm eating it now because it's, you know, part of the diet that I'm doing. But I just, for the most part, I just don't care for steak. It, it, I eat it, okay, it's it's fine, whatever. But it's not something I get excited about or I will go out of my way to make a nice good steak or something like that. It just I just don't care for it. Fair enough. Fair enough. So. Oh, so at this place they have Chef's Artisanal Cheese Platter. <laughs> a very special assortment of small artisanal farm cheeses. Price. Jason is completely distracted. He, dude, I'm telling you, you've got him hooked on this cheese. I might have to throw something at him just to get him back to uh, price back into focus. 
priced accordingly, please inquire. I'm going to have to inquire tomorrow. Tomorrow, <laughs> I will find out what our artisanal cheese cost is. Okay. Now that that... So, I have completed that task. I can move back on. Uh, so, while Jason's still playing with his phone and, and, and bookmarking their artisanal cheese, um, we're going to move into the... What I'm calling the breaking your grind. That's um, an awful name, by the way. I just made it up. Okay, give me give me a little credit. Okay, th- th- you don't deserve credit for that. That's no, awful. I do. I like, do. I do. We'll we'll come up with something better. We're calling it breaking your grind. Um, <laughs> it's just a bunch of random questions that I, that I composed here. Um, obviously, I didn't send you these questions, so you have no idea what they are. Um, I'll tell you now. They have no rhyme or reason. They're just like I said, random questions. Um, so the first one is what's the best curbside curbside snag you've ever made? I don't understand. What what do you mean? So like, like somebody's thrown something away and you've gone and then you see it on the curbside and you drive by and like, Oh shit, I'll take that. Oh, like a scavenger type of thing. Yeah. Ah, okay. Okay. Um, several TVs, uh, back in college, it seemed like at the end of the year, Students, uh, especially in not in the dorms, but that actually rented houses, would just throw out electronics because they didn't want to take them home. Um, so I used to go around and snag up the TVs, and if they worked, great. If they didn't work, I'd fix them up, and you go sell them on uh, you go sell them online, sell them on Craigslist, make a little extra cash. Nice. Uh, have you ever run or biked a five k or longer? I have biked a probably more than 5k but not in an organized type of event just like probably to go to high school or like yeah like go to go see friends or something like that over a day probably did over 5k but not not like as a you know as a thing yeah I've, i've never done one either i don't think i ever plan on doing one so i've walked a 5k does that count no, because the question is, have you ever run or biked a 5K or well, longer? Well, look at me. That, that, is, <laughs> that, that is my running. <laughs> With the 5K. If we're going let, to let's not tiptoe around metrics, USA. If we're going to if everything's going to be a 5K or a 10K, let's can we just go to the K and the M and, and dump this mile crap and this feet crap? Can we just go to the decimal system, please? I'm down. I mean, it, it's. I mean, I, I, in 5Ks. Let's just do it. It's, everything's a K now. It's moving that way. Well, and, you know, I'd be confused for a little while, but I'm sure I'd get it. Or I'd just have my daughter teach it to me. <laughs> well, no, at, at this, with the technology now, everything would automatically convert. And then, you know, you'd slowly, like, start to figure out, okay, so this many miles per hour is this many. It'd be fine. It'd be a seamless transition. Donald Trump, make it happen. <laughs> I think he'd get confused. <laughs> I know he'd get confused. <laughs> and he'd call that some gay European thing and just move on. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, the, 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 uh, what do they call it? The standard, the standard system is so American. It is. Uh, are you a hard or soft shell taco guy? Soft and corn. Don't mess with that flour stuff. Oh. Uh, spent so much time in Texas that I got used to the corn tortilla. And I like cilantro and onions. That's it. None of that tomato, lettuce, cheese BS, man. Forget about it. Just no cheese. No cheese in your taco? No. Okay. I'm going to hang up on you if you say no to this next one. Sour cream? No. Oh, I should hang up. I'm not going to because I got more oh. questions. But 
So sour up in Ohio on tacos like that. It was taco night at the house. Like you were just saying, uh, Jason, your wife grew up with the same. I had the same thing when I was growing up. Every night of the week, it was the same thing. Taco night for us was hard shell tacos with the with the crappy like El Paso powder seasoning, ground beef, lettuce, tomato, uh, cheese, sour cream, refried beans from a can. Disgusting. Once I lived in Texas for a while, start to have like real taco truck tacos, none of that stuff, never went back. Listen, I, I am with you. So I don't like corn tortillas. That's just not, just not my thing. But like I'm with you on most of your choices, but I have to have cheese. Yeah, cheese and, and sour cream for me, for sure. And let me say this, too, because I've had, like, we have a place here that's, like, real authentic Mexican food. Their salsa is water. Like, I don't, I'll take the shit out of a jar that has some body to it before I put dip my chips in red-colored water. Well, that's, yeah, and that's that confused me, too, when I moved to Texas, because I was always used to that salsa that had chunks. That's different. That's like pico de gallo there. Yep. Salsa is sauce, and there's so many different kinds, but you're absolutely right. Um, it's it's hard to find good, authentic Mexican food in some places in this country, and they'll be labeled as that. And people forget Mexico's huge. So there's you can get authentic Mexican food from, like, borderland Mexico that's very much Tex-Mex. But then once you get into, like, the – Yucatan and other parts of Mexico, then you start to really get some different flavors, different tropical influences, different chili influences and stuff like that. So I urge all your listeners, if you're fans of Mexican food, go a little bit south of the border. Don't, not, not to go to Taco Bell, but go south of the border. <laughs> <laughs> they tried, but there's a wall there and now they can't get through. Just, it's got a big door. It's big, a real nice door. Real nice. <laughs> you got knocked three times. You got another code. He wants a door. He wants. He wants a he wants a wall that he can see through too, so he can see the <laughs> drug runners on the other side. I don't know how that works. So you know when they're coming. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which TV or radio ad injury lawyer would you want to hire? Uh, Jim the Hammer. <laughs> I have the no hammer. idea who that is. And <laughs> I'll look right now. That might be. Uh, wait. I, I know he sounds like a wrestler. Uh, Jim Shapiro. Jim the Hammer Shapiro. Um, I don't know if he's all over the place. I think he's in Florida. I used to see his commercials in Texas. And he was one of those, if you've been hit by an 18-wheeler, call me. I'll hammer him. And he used to stand in the commercial. I don't know how he did it, but he would get a highway blocked off, get a semi-truck parked diagonally across the highway, and stand on top of this thing and yell at you for I would want him in my corner. Yeah. <laughs> I would too. But <laughs> that's just funny. You know what weirded me out about Texas is uh, like every two minutes you saw another like semi tractor up on a pole, set and and like a dealership. Like, but they were like, oh, like it's not yeah. some it's not something you see in Florida, but like in Texas, like every other every other minute you're driving down the highway, you see another dealership, tractor dealership, and then a tractor like hoisted 50 feet up in the air on this pole just to try and sell their tractors. Yeah. And I'm like, man, uh, they, they did something wrong to get up there. Yeah. I think it's, it's cheaper than having a billboard. You just put a truck up there. Push. Everybody, It's easier too. Cause you know, you don't have to be able to read you driving along. You know exactly what they're selling there. Exactly. You sign or anything. Uh, after they finished the Jersey shore reunion, 
Who should they reunionize next? Does it have to be an MTV show? Nope. Uh, does it have to be a reality show? Nope. Reunion. That's a good question. I'm going to go Cheers just because it's a classic. Yeah, that would be good. That would be good. I would like to see. Uh, I think I'd like to see the original, the original first season real world people get back together for a show. Okay. So, so you you asked if it could not be an MTV <laughs> or reality show, and then he went with one from then, MTV that then, was a reality show. <laughs> then you picked MTV's first reality show. I'm a big well, fan. I was just asking the, the parameters. <laughs> the parameters. Right? <laughs> but this. I because that was one of the very, like, outside of Cops, I consider the real world one of the first true reality shows where it still wasn't completely influenced by writers and by editors. So I'd like to see them come back together and look at the world of reality now and see what they think about about it based on, you know, from where they came from. That, that would be an interesting watch. I'll give you that. I am choosing the O.J. Simpson draw. let's get Ito back (laughs) let's just get them all together back in the courtroom see if we can do it right this time Um, so let me do uh, I'll do the next question because I'm tired of hearing George read them real slow like he I want to make sure I I get the words right like he needs glasses I do need glasses honestly (laughs) we'll move to the next one if you could have any superpower what would it be is fortune telling is seeing the future a superpower sure yeah time travel no not time travel well, you can just time travel. Time travel. You go to but, the future. Uh, you know what happens. Yes, Psych- being psychic. Yeah, that can be a superpower. You know what? That comes with a lot of headache and responsibility. Um, <laughs> well, you'd know how you died. Yeah, but see, then then you got to think about that all the time. Well, it's a good I, thing I, because, I, like, you could do whatever you wanted until until you die. Though, like, you know, you could jump out of a plane without a parachute because you know that's not how you die. But then it could change the future as well. Well, you don't know that. I mean, I don't know. Anyway, so it, so you you don't want that one. What's which one would you want? I think I'd rather be a really fast reader, so I could just read all the books that were ever written. That'd be good. That's the. L- I think that's the lamest superhero <laughs> power. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Bookman. <laughs> I'm Bookworm. Able to read an entire library in one bound. I don't know. <laughs> I'm totally designing that copyright like right now. I'm making that guy. <laughs> George, what would you want? That's um, what I'm saying. I would be a he would be a, a school literacy hero. You know, that's like one of the guys you'd see in grade school. Like, you know, <laughs> right. you can't even say it straight. <laughs> you'd be like super reader man. I'm winning five pizzas this month because I read all these books. In a yep. minute. <laughs> book it, man. Yeah, book it, man. <laughs> oh, I thought this question was pretty dumb. I, I'm actually enjoying this one I'll, so far. I'll, I'll call it book it. Okay, the episode's a book it, man. Book it, man. <laughs> All right. George, what power would you want? Uh, give me super strength. Why not? Super strength? Yeah. I would take invisibility. Nah, Be able to sneak in and out of any place I wanted. Oh, give me super strength. <sighs> All right. Now, the next one is... I mean, I mean, that's good. I, I do think I'd want to be able to read, though. Like, I would hope but that so. one was already taken. <laughs> I'll, I'll take invisibility. 
Uh, where's the worst spot to be tickled? And by and by worst spot, I mean like in public or you know in a movie theater. You know, specific location, not not like on your body. Oh, so a, uh, a location, an yeah. outside location. Yeah. For example, I would say the worst spot to be tickled would probably be in jail. Oh, I've got I've got a worse one than that. But I'll let, I'll let oh. our guests go first. Uh, I would think the urologist office. <laughs> that would be, that would be pretty one. bad. <laughs> I'm going with funeral. I was thinking that one as well. I'm thinking funeral is probably a bad spot to be tickled at. Maybe in the priest chambers if you're an altar boy. <laughs> That's not good either. That's no. just not good. <laughs> uh, what's your guilty pleasure movie that you love watching, but you don't tell anybody about? Miami Connection. Yeah, easy. I've never even heard of that. What, what is I'm it? not surprised. It's a very crappy, crappy movie, but it's so bad it's good. The basic <laughs> synopsis is a uh, group of grown-up orphans who train in Taekwondo together and also have a Taekwondo rock and roll band. And uh, there's a group of evil motorcycle-riding, drug-dealing ninjas who come into town. And they have to fight him. I can see why you don't tell no one. I'd watch that. <laughs> Nobody wants to watch with me, but it's a fantastic movie, dude. You know what we should do? You and I, we should uh, we should sync. We should watch it at the same time, and you and I could Twitter back and live tweet. <laughs> <laughs> like we get George in on this. Like we could totally do like a sleeper wire break from the grind crossover. Where we watch a movie and then just live tweet our comments. I would like, I was actually thinking about that doing that last year, um, a little bit before the season, just watching a football movie every week with the people on Sleeperbot and stuff. And yeah, just giving them a website where I'd play a football movie, you know, draft day or the longest yard or whatever. It didn't matter. Um, but I'd be down to do some kung fu movies and stuff like that. That's one of my favorite genres. The Last Dragon. Great movie. That's a, that's a good one, too. Show enough. Uh, what's something that will always be in fashion no matter how much time passes? Clothing? Whatever. Correct. I was going, I was thinking hat. Jason? Masturbation. Yes. I mean, not in public. <laughs> Preferably not at a funeral or in prison. Yes. Yeah, it's actually acceptable in prisons. I used to work in one, so. Uh, I was thought you were gonna say I used to just no. drop in one. No, I used to work in one. Okay, uh, sorry. Uh, wh- what's the worst? Wait, you didn't let our guest answer. Oh, yeah, huh? He, he said, said clothing. clothing. All right. What's the worst place you've ever slept? I slept in a bathtub once. Were you sleep? Uh, were you sleeping or passed out? Because I, I feel I feel there's a difference. No, I was sleeping. Um. It was uh, it was like a family vacation, and my pops is a pretty bad snorer, and you know when you're a kid, or you know everybody kind of shares a two bedroom or whatever, and I couldn't sleep. The guy's just like a chainsaw. So I went into the bathroom, and the bed the the floor was too small, so I hopped in the tub and fell asleep. Jason, um, so you know how when you butt two couches together like it forms a corner back behind like a 
like that you can't really uh, people put plants there or whatever but you put two couches together in something a corner to f- something to fill the space right 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 so when i was like 6 or so i'd walk in my sleep and one night i walked my in my sleep and got back there and fell asleep back there and my parents woke up the next morning and couldn't find me <laughs> And I was sore as shit because it was like it's this little space, and I was a big kid. So, uh, yeah, my my parents were like panicking to the point of calling nine one one, but didn't because they realized the doors were still locked. So how would I leave? I didn't have keys. I was like six. So like, how would I have left and then kept the door locked? And then finally, I just woke up and was like, "What's the matter?" Like, what, were they panicking or were they excited to say we finally got rid of that little bastard? Probably a little of both. Uh, definitely <laughs> a little of both. They would have had to explain it. So they were panicking. <laughs> yeah, how do we, how do we, how do we explain nobody? <laughs> right, exactly. School. They'd had to explain it, but then you know, they, at the same time, they're like, "But if we can get past that part, <laughs> home free." So, so the worst place I've ever slept is is in a jail. Uh, it was during hurricane season, and we were forced to to stay there. Um, so it's, I mean, it was a jail, so I would have to qualify as the worst place I've ever slept. Uh, next question is that is die hard is die hard a christmas movie absolutely yes yeah yes it is Uh, go ahead see there's christmas movies that are they're they're, christmas is so much crap now that you have to break it into genres just like everything else so there's christmas action movies which die hard would be there's Christmas Christmas horror movies like Krampus, Krampus, which I think is an excellent Christmas movie. Yeah, but it's Comedies. specifically about Christmas. This movie, ah, whatever. <laughs> you uh, can you can tell which one of us is 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 on your side by not saying nothing, just letting you spit the facts, and then Jason's on the other side, just he he's biting his tongue because he doesn't think it's a Christmas movie. He's wrong. No, I think it's it's a movie it's, set around Christmas time, but that doesn't make it a, a Christmas movie. The movie doesn't take place if it wasn't for Christmas. The movie, uh, it could absolutely take it, place. But it doesn't. Over it could, Thanksgiving. But it doesn't. It takes place over Christmas. It's about an estranged father traveling across the country to see his family on Christmas. No, specifically, it's an estranged father traveling to a party. Uh, what, what party? What kind of party is it, Jason? To a party. What kind of party? Does it matter if it's it, a Christmas party? It, yes, it does. It doesn't. It, it could be a Halloween party. Then guess what? It absolutely wouldn't be a Christmas movie then. It would be a Halloween movie. It's not a Christmas movie. It could be a Valentine's Day party. That wouldn't qualify it as a Christmas it's movie. It's an action movie. But it's a Christmas party. It's an action movie set at Christmas time. It's a Christmas movie. Anyway. Look, here's the thing. It, Christmas spirit embodied in this movie, yes. Because like you said, George... It's about a father traveling home to see his family. And you know what he did in Die Hard 2 and 3? Those were not Christmas movies. And you know what he did in Die Hard 2 and 3? He contacted his family because he was estranged and wanted to get back with them. And you know what he did in, in the one where they had that, that guy from the Dell commercials uh, as a hacker? Justin or whatever the fuck that guy's name was? He had he wanted to get back with his daughter, and then the one in Russia. He wanted to get with his son. Nobody's asking if those were Christmas movies. The cr- the question is specifically about this one specific movie. But it's what not I'm it's is, not about the entire series. So what I'm it's saying this is one question about this one movie. What I'm saying is it's a theme of the series that he is estranged from his family because he's a shitty human being. That doesn't make it 
a Christmas movie. I don't know. He saves a lot of people. I don't think that makes him a shitty human being. I don't know. Well, listen. I don't know. He seems like a hero. Can I tell you guys a quick diehard story? Absolutely. I'm in an an airport bathroom one day, and I'm I'm in the urinal, and, you know, I don't think anyone's else in there. Over the airport terminal, I hear the voice come on, the lady's voice. Paging passenger John McClane. <laughs> so, of course, I say, yippee ki motherfucker. And I hear some guy cracking up in a stall. I didn't even know he was there. That is a phenomenal story. Listen, I like the movie. It's just not a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. Okay, we'll move on so we don't keep arguing over the fact that Jason's wrong. Um, what ex WWE slash WWF wrestler would you want as a next door neighbor? Ooh, that's a really good question. Huh? Cause I got to think about, first of all, is he going to be a good neighbor? He or she going to be a good neighbor or do I just want entertainment? Um, the easy answer is stone cold. Cause I think he'd be great to live next to. Uh, but I want to think outside of the box on this one. So I think, Mick Foley. I would enjoy looking at his daughter from time to time. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. I'm going I'm going hacksaw Jim Duggan. Isn't he dead? Uh, well, I mean, we're talking about which in the past uh, or whatever. Okay. So I, I would go hacksaw Jim Duggan because he always has like lumber. So if you're ever like doing a project, <laughs> you just hey dude, can I borrow some wood? And he always has a piece with him, like all the time. Iron Sheik would be fun to live next to. <laughs> I used to listen to I him think, on Howard Stern. I said, I think that guy's a little crazy. I He's, don't think I'd want him as my neighbor. I, I mean, I'm if sure it's an act. But... Oh, my God. If the paper boy was late one day, I'm going to grab you. <laughs> You're back and fuck you in the ass. I'll make you humble. Uh, Never my paper again. I'm going to go with John Cena as who I would want as my neighbor. Because that means I'm rich because, you know, he's rich. So that would be pretty cool. But also... You know he's going to take care of his yard. You know he's going to take care of his house. It's going to be clean. It's going to be neat. It's going to be quiet. So I wouldn't mind having him as my neighbor. Bushwhackers. The bushwhackers. <laughs> I just don't want to get licked. All right. So who's the best play-by-play caller in sports? Ooh. Uh, man, I got to oh, – I hate to say it. I'm only going to say it because I, me- I don't mean it, but Mike Tirico. Uh, Mike Tirico's this guy. I went to Syracuse. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no. He's not. He's. I'm gonna change the question. He's the worst. Mike Tirico puts me to sleep, and and this is the reason I don't like Mike Tirico. Back at Syracuse University, he, you know, he'd come back and give us talks about you know broadcasting and you know following your dreams and stuff. And uh, somebody asked him like, "Hey, Mike, uh, we were at a basketball game. He was there calling the game." It was a big game. I think it was like Syracuse versus Georgetown or something. It was a big rivalry. And uh, somebody was asking him when he was off off the air, like, hey, Mike, are you going to talk up Syracuse a little bit? We're getting to the tournament. And he's like, no, no, got to keep it impartial. Can't be a homer. And I'm like, mother, you, you went here. This yeah. is your alma mater. Yeah, people okay, understand. A little bit excited about your school going to the tournament. Come on. I lost a lot of respect for him that day. Yeah, pe- people understand. I mean, listen, do any of us really care? Like, so I see that on like uh, those Sunday football shows, or or they'll be like, "Oh, I'm calling that game. I can't be impartial." 
Like, really? I couldn't give a shit whether Chris Collinsworth is for the Cowboys or the Redskins when he's calling the game. Like, does anybody sit at home and stew? That motherfucker thought the Redskins were going to win and now he's talking about the Cowboys? And I'm like, do people really care about that? Like, Unfortunately, the answer is yes. It just seems odd. It does. It does. I'm going to go Tony Romo just because I love the fact that he calls the plays before they happen. Yeah, he was really fun to listen to last year. I got to agree with you on that one. He was really uh, insightful. Yep. And, I, and you're absolutely right. He sees things in the game and he explains it really well. Like to a to a listener, to a viewer, he really breaks it down so you can understand what's going on deeper in the game. I like I like John Madden because you'd never know when he'd say something <laughs> so fucking stupid. Whoever, whoever, Jack Gruden was the same way. <laughs> whoever, whoever scores the most points is gonna win the game. And you're like, yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's no the, shit. That's, and you were a coach, that, like Gruden. Yeah, Gruden and Tarico were a weird combo. Very, so very weird. I couldn't deal with Gruden loving. So I, I couldn't, I, like, I couldn't handle Gruden loving every player. Like this guy over here, he's gonna be the Gruden grinder tonight, guys. Because listen, <laughs> I think he's destined for stardom and then like a week later they cut him because he's some shit guy that nobody's <laughs> ever fucking heard of and and then i'm also a buccaneers fan so like hearing him dote over players that he could have fucking drafted just drove me insane why right, that guy's a head coach now so how how is that gonna affect the raiders for the next decade oh brutal so i, I think i read a stat and i can't remember exactly what the numbers were but i think when they started this offseason they had three players on their roster over like 29 years old and now it's like 20. Like they have some insane amount of old players where their roster was super young. Yeah, they were a really young team. And yeah, he's bringing in veterans and older players. He's I don't really know what he's doing. I don't I don't know a lot of Oakland fans, uh but the one that I do know is kind of losing his mind right now. I if I was an Oakland fan, I would have lost it a long time when they when they brought him in. All right, so uh, let's see. Tell me, uh, tell me a shitty breakdown story. What's uh, what's a breakdown? Like your like car. your car broke down. Sorry. Tell me a shit, George. I'm not letting you write these questions anymore. Tell me a story about like uh, the worst time your car ever broke down. Oh, uh, was halfway between Houston and Dallas. Almost exactly halfway coming home and uh engine one of the um pistons in the engine cracked and so it was done for done car. and it was done for and making noise overheating in such a weird area too like the only like i managed to 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 limp to an auto shop and the guys there look like they would just tell me anything to get all my money <laughs> you know because <laughs> it they... was about sunday afternoon it was like nothing was open so that i wasn't going to get dumb to work on it because there was nothing they could do so i managed to limp to like a, a gas station and uh had to get it towed the rest of the way there was nothing else to do it wasn't going to move so so we live in florida um it's about we live about two and a half maybe three hours from tampa depending on traffic on i4 and whatnot i was coming back from a week-long outing in tampa with the marines and i got just outside of ybor city 
up on the I-4 and blew the header on my car and had to get riding a tow truck from Tampa all the way back to Titusville. That was my worst breakdown. I bet you that cost some change. Thank God for AAA and AAA+. Plus. <laughs> it didn't cost me much at all because I had 100 miles. So, and this isn't a breakdown. I, I blew a tire, but it was on our honeymoon. Like the night before we were headed back home on the honeymoon, we went to um, Hilton Head. And if, if you guys haven't been to Hilton Head, it's like a wildlife reserve. So at night, there's like no lights whatsoever. It's like, it's completely dark everywhere. And I clipped the median. I took the turn a little too sharp to get into our like condominium area and clipped the medium with the back rear, like the rear driver tire and knew it was flat like instantly. So we get up to like the, the gated area where we were and I pulled off to the side no lights to see anything grab the donut all pissed off ready in the morning to like this is the last night of my like my honeymoon so like i'm thinking this is gonna be a good night you know what i'm saying i don't want to get too into details but i was expecting some stuff and uh changed to the donut which had been in the car since i bought it and never really checked it and motherfucker the donut was flat too uh, I thought you were going to say that the donut had some dry rot. That's even worse. And then, so so I I get it on the donut back to our our little apartment area. And this is like pre-cell phone, pre-whatever. I had to pay a taxi the next day to ride up to Walmart, which was about 45 minutes away, to get a new tire put on this wheel. And then t- pay the same basic the same guy was basically there pay another taxi to drive me back to this place and try and still check out by like 9 30 in the morning Jesus. and then make a 14 hour like well i don't know it was like if, a if 10 the hour if, drive home if the honeymoon guard steve on your lap in in the taxi cab like you basically took the wheel to walmart got the tire put on and you're traveling with a with a full inflated tire <laughs> yep yeah i mean what else do you do right like how do you like you couldn't put it in the trunk? Oh, well, listen, I don't know. I could have put it in the trunk. Can I put my tire in your trunk? No, you must put it on your lap the entire drive. That's basically it. It was in the back seat. I don't know why we didn't put it in the trunk. If There was some there was some reason. Like, it, it, oh. it escapes me now. But yeah, no, it rode in the back seat with me the whole way up and the whole way back. Did you at least buckle it in, make sure it was safe? On the way back, I did. <laughs> on the way there, I didn't really give a shit. Fucking tire. Uh, all right, the last question is if uh if the sleeper wire crew was in a battle royal, who's the biggest threat and who wins? Is it no holds barred? It's a battle royal. Whatever you want to do. The death? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I want to kill anybody. Do you want to kill like, some folk? I mean, I understand. There's some people I work with. I probably want to kill too. Wait, but. hold on, hold on. If you want it to be to the death, it's to the death. However, you want to take it. Battle Royal to me sounds like wrestling, but then you said it's no holds barred, so then I figured. Well, it's I didn't, more like- I didn't, I didn't say no holds barred. I just said if the Sleeper Wire crew was in a Battle Royal, who's the biggest threat and who wins? And let oh. me say this: there are very few people die in wrestling. <laughs> there have been some, but very few. Very few. Couple. Um, biggest threat. That's tough because, like I said, I haven't met any of these guys in real life. I have a feeling Professor Chris is is tougher than he comes across on air. Uh, 
because when he gets when he gets uh when he gets frustrated when we're off the air like guys you know goofing off his inner teacher comes out and he's a little bit scary sometimes is he really a professor is it just yes math? he is a math professor oh. uh a college math professor of all things so i mean he teaches completely useless math but uh, <laughs> <laughs> i think professor chris would probably be physically the most threatening I would probably say the winner. Uh, I think the winner would be Julian because he's an athletic guy. I know he stays in shape and stuff. I can't say that for the rest of the crew. So <laughs> I think Julian would come out on top probably if it was a physical contest. You think he just outlast everybody? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think so. That's awesome. All right, so that was whatever the fuck. That was <laughs> I am not. I that was breaking your grind. I, I'm refusing to call it that awful, awful title. What awful title? Yeah, that one. <laughs> so, like so. I said, they're just random questions that I I, I came across. I typed some of them up. Some I took from from different places, but it was it was fun. Got some some interesting responses. I, I yeah, I like I like it. I think it's um they're good. You know, starting off conversation points types of questions. They were fun. Don't uh, don't encourage him. <laughs> it's coming back next week. Uh, listen, it's fine, but it has to, <laughs> we have to have a better title than that. <laughs> I just I refuse. I I might even cut out every time you say you say it and just put something dumb in there. <laughs> just, uh, like, uh, all right. So now reading the itinerary, I love when you do these. We are now in the post question conversation. George, did you have anything you wanted to talk about in the post question conversation? No, I, I, we covered, we covered a lot. We didn't even really talk a whole lot of football, which was one of the things I, I thought we would, but honestly, we didn't. Oh, so uh, one question I was going to ask you: at, now that the draft is over, since we'll just get the one football question in, because because that's why we I had think to, we're contractually obligated to have, have one, one football question in, just, just one. So when you're watching football, which artisanal cheese? No, I'm kidding. Okay. So <laughs> when, when you're watching football. Uh, no. So, after the draft, have you seen anybody's stock, like, rise drastically or fall drastically? Who do you think's been the biggest move? Uh, that's a good one. Um, well, obviously, Barkley's draft has risen to the first round. I think everybody's seen that. I'm trying to come up with somebody who... I didn't mean to put you on the spot like that either. No, it's a good question. I'm trying to think of somebody who might lose their job. Carlos Hyde, maybe? Yeah, he's taking Toronto. the biggest hit. I think so. I think he's taking the biggest hit. Um, I don't know if a lot of people had a tremendous amount of faith in him in Cleveland. I was, I was kind of more on the Duke Johnson side of that one. But now I'm a little – actually, I guess both of them take a bit of a hit. Um, it's looking to be shaping up to be a bit of a committee there. So and, I, I'm not sure if the the draft really hurt Duke Johnson that much. I think it's more the Jarvis Landry because they used to take Duke Johnson, put him in the backfield with Crowell, and then they'd run Duke Johnson out to the slot and let him play right. in the slot. With Landry on the team, that's not happening anymore. I, I don't know about Landry this year. I think his I think his draft position is about where it's going to be without anything crazy. I know there was some news about them maybe wanting to trade uh, Corey Coleman. 
So I guess if that happens, maybe Landry becomes a bit more valuable. Let me correct uh, you. Let me correct you, football expert. It's Gary Coleman. <laughs> oh, right. Gary Coleman. I forgot. <laughs> uh, I remember that. That's a that's a that's a good callback to an old uh, that's a throwback to an old episode. I like that. I think people. I, you know what though? I, I when you want to talk about the Browns, I think people are sleeping uh, heavily on Tyrod. If uh, I saw some interesting facts the other day, minimum thirty games played, quarterback with the lowest intercept, interception percentage, Brady, one percent, Tyrod, one point three, Alex Smith, one point four. That's because he doesn't throw the ball. Well, exactly. (laughs) Quarterback rushing yards per attempt last three seasons. Minimum 200 attempts. Tyrod leads with 5.6. Russell Wilson, 5.2. Cam, 4.8. Yep. I think Tyrod's going to be all right in in Cleveland. So I have have a different theory on Tyrod. I think it's hard to throw interceptions when you're going three and out. So, I mean, it's not hard per se, but, you know, on a long sustained Nathan, Nathan Peterman threw five interceptions in one game. Well, okay, okay. But, <laughs> I mean, but like throwing but, a pick is not that hard. As, but, as Peter as Peterman. But stay with me. You run twice, throw it once, you know, you only have a, a a one in three shot of throwing a pick that whole time, and then you're off the field. And then your defense gives up a bunch of yards, and then it's a long time, and then you're back on the field. You know what I mean? So like I, but I get it, it's by percentage, but I still think he just doesn't I would say his body, like the the amount of times he throws, probably lead or through led to the 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 lower amount of of interceptions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think his his attempts were probably low, but um, but in a two quarterback league, I think he'll be pretty good. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and I think he's a safe he's a safe floor kind of guy. Like if you don't want to take a big risk, you want to wait at quarterback for a long, long time in your draft. That's me. He's going to be there possibly even undrafted. And he could be a nice little fill-in, streamer kind of guy who will, you know, be pretty safe week to week. Jason, how many times do you think Tyrod Taylor threw the ball last year? I don't know. What's average? I don't don't know. Just 420 attempts. Which I I find that to be more than I thought. I figured he'd be right hovering right around 350 or so. So I don't know. Like you said, I just – Looked it up real quick. That's, I don't think that's, that's... twenty five per game. I, well, I don't know. Did he play all sixteen? No, he played fifteen. Okay, so it's slightly higher. Sli- slightly higher, but still, I mean, it's, it's like 27, 28 attempts a game. So that's not. I would say that's low, right? I would say that's about average. Yes, yeah, about average. Yeah. Close. I mean, Stafford's one of the guys that can throw up forty a game, but most guys are like around the 30, 35 range. I think. Yeah, it's a, it's a little low, but it's not. It's not like it's real, real low. You know, one thing we haven't talked about is what do you guys think of Matt Ryan's deal? Thank you, Kirk Cousins. He he ought to be sending Kirk Cousins a thank you card. So I looked at it and went, okay. I mean, it wasn't – There's there's been a lot of football deals where you hear it and you go, holy crap. And, I, and maybe we're just past the shock of the numbers, but I heard the number for Matt Ryan and went, okay, I get it. I've been I've been saying it now for the last few episodes. Quarterbacks, they're being way overpaid, way, way, way overpaid. Absolutely. And it started. With, well, where do you think it started? I think it started with Sam Bradford. Well, so I, I would go back a little further than that. I'd say it started with Joe Flacco. 
But listen, so Sam Bradford got overpaid because he was a rookie on a on the deal when those rookies were getting all the money all the time. It wasn't just him though. Like, like a lot of those rookie deals were crazy, right? Well, but I mean, he was he even after his rookie years, he was getting paid as a backup starter money, and that threw the whole market off. If- got, got like. The, our career backups who are getting starter money, and that makes the starter money go way up. Yeah, it, it's the with 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 him though. They were paying him on potential. It, it, if he could just stay, this is the year he's going to stay healthy. This is the year he's going to stay healthy. Dude's not staying healthy. He's not. He, he's going to get injured in in Arizona this year. All right. Well, I think that's about it. I, um, sorry, that one kind of just ended. It did. I was like. <laughs> I, I left it and I was like, okay, somebody will pick it up. And nobody did. <laughs> you know, you and I should have just stayed. I, I broke the silence. I should have just let it go. <laughs> I love uncomfortable. I love uncomfortable. So more than anything else, I do this show for me. So as long as I'm enjoying like the, the uncomfortable silences, like I couldn't care if the audience is. I've done things like a two and a half minute drum roll. Followed by like one sentence and then another two and a half minute drum roll because it it amused me to see how many people would sit through it, which he would never know. That's some Family Guy level weirdness right there. I like it, but yeah. uh, I need a drum roll. George, give me a drum roll. No. Okay. You can edit one in. It'll be two and a half fucking minutes long. <laughs> we haven't done that in a while. I won't listen. I'll just fast forward on the thing. Uh. Anyway, so. I think that's going to be the end of our conversation here. Uh, what I'd like to know is if there's anything you'd like to plug, if you want to plug yourself um, right here, this is the best place for it. Okay. Uh, sleeperwire.com is where you can find Sleeperwire's podcast. If you're in fantasy football, uh, we've got podcasts, we've got rankings. You can reach us with questions. There's a form. You can send us questions. We answer within 24 hours or less. I often say we're the most accessible and interactive fantasy podcast out there because we've got 12 to 15 guys on our team and 99% of the time you'll get an answer from us very quickly. So sleeperwire.com, you can find us on the sleeperbot app at sleeperwire. Uh, you can find us on the fantasy life app at sleeperwire and Twitter at sleepwire show. Those are probably the best ways to reach us. We have a Facebook group now, too, which is actually popping right now. It's, it's pretty exciting. So uh, Sleepwire Fantasy Football Club on Facebook. And also remember, go to uh, the GoFundMe for Rob. Uh, that's the reason why they even do what they're doing uh, is to help Rob out with his with his Lyme disease. Um, we're excited. We're going to send you that that guy's helmet. Uh, if you give me the uh, an address to send it to, I'll get it to Jason, and we'll get it out in the mail and get it to you within the next couple of days. I will give you an address to send it to. I will not give you my address. I do not want you showing up at my house. Well, you know, listen, you live in Ohio. I, there's no, there's not one reason I should come to Ohio, but that doesn't mean I won't send you some weird shit in the mail. We got good homemade ice cream here. It's a lot of cows out here. I'm telling you. L- listen, my, my wife has family in Ohio and I absolutely refuse to go to Ohio so she can see them. Listen, I know what those guys do to cows in Ohio. <laughs> I'm not eating anything that comes from those cows. Yeah, very flexible pet laws here, George. It's uh, you give you know, it's like Thailand kind of. If you want to, it's like it. it's a Thailand for animals. Oh, <laughs> that's gonna be our new. That's like Ohio's new. You know how they have like Detroit had like Tim Allen doing commercials for it. 
we'll find somebody famous from Ohio. I'm sure there's somebody somewhere. We'll find somebody famous from Ohio and be like, Ohio, Thailand for pets. (laughs) (laughs) That, okay, so that's going to be the, that's the title. Ohio, Thailand for pets. That's it. (laughs) Can't can't repeat that. You've given Jason three titles tonight. That is fantastic. So, um, dude, it was, it was really good having you on. We appreciate it. Anytime you want to come on, just let us know. And, uh, and I'll get George to actually book a guest for once. Um, and, uh, yeah, definitely do it again while you're, while you're doing work. Cause I liked hearing you cuss. It's, <laughs> I like people being frustrated at work just as much as I am. <laughs> and, uh, you were totally frustrated. I, love- I don't know how you're going to edit this show. I just want to say, I love my job. <laughs> oh no no! I'll leave I'll leave all that stuff out and and you know even this part like listen I love my job too but that doesn't mean it doesn't frustrate the shit out of me sometimes so uh but we really appreciate you having or you having we, we really appreciate, appreciate you, you taking the time, taking to, come the time on. to come on now tell me Jason was that a great fucking interview or what oh I thought it was awesome <laughs> yeah so thanks again for from Steve from uh the sleeper wire podcast he's a he's their producer he's uh their tech guy he offered to edit the show yeah he, uh, and i i thought jason should take him up on that i might i might just send it to him it, listen if jason takes him up on editing the show we will get the show out in under a, a day or two under a day or two yeah so um but like it, it was really great to have him on uh like i said before the interview i hope to have some more of the guys on we love being on their show it's if you don't listen to sleeper wire uh, and you have a fantasy football-sized hole in your podcast listening uh, habits, go check out Sleeper Wire. They're great at what they do. They're super interactive. They do weekly shows where where you can call in, and they and they answer emails super quick. Yep. So, um, you know, especially more towards the season yep. or when you're getting ready for your draft. If you have any questions, go to those guys. They're, they'll – They'll answer you fast. Yep, yeah, they're they're on the sleeper bot. They're on the fantasy life app. They got a Facebook page. Uh, most of the guys are on Twitter. Um, real great group. Of, uh, blah 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 blah. Real great group of guys. Try saying that five times fast. Real great group of guys. 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 I think I just did it. I think you fucked it up. <laughs> no, I was I fucking listen to it back. Uh, but no, they're they're a great group of guys. Uh, very knowledgeable. Um, they know what they're talking about. They, they go all out. They, they put a lot of work into the product that they do put out. And it's a good product. Super interactive. Super friendly. Uh, hit them up. You know, give them a follow. Listen to their show. If you ever have any questions on their Sunday uh, Sunday start sits, what, trades, whatnot, call their shows. They, they do a, a mock metal Monday. Those are always fun. Uh, Jason and I participated a little bit in one uh, a couple weeks ago. Couple weeks ago. Looking forward to the next one. Um, they do a Sunday blitz, uh, as Steve said earlier. You know, you call in on Sunday, help with your start set questions. Uh, it's it's a good it's good stuff. They put out a really great product, and they all do it for uh, for Rob, who they have a GoFundMe page for, who has chronic Lyme disease, and they're trying to help him out, help offset some of his medical bills and all that stuff. So, um. All right, so I think that's going to be it for us this week. It's going to be a long-ish show, just like most of them. Um, so if you are looking for us, you can find me at the Fantasy Life app. I'm at Dr. Mill. I'm at Geo. Uh, you can go to our website, www.bftgpodcast.com. You can find us on Sleeperbot. Um, you can, at least you can find me there. I'm at B 
B-F-T-G-E-O. Okay. I'm not on Sleeperbot yet, but I probably will yep. be after this. Yep. <laughs> We're going to have to work that one in. <laughs> you'll have to. So you'll be able to find me on Sleeperbot at B-F-T-G-D-R-M-I-L. Oh, there uh, you go. Anyway, so uh, we'll both be on there. You can find us on... Oh, you can email us at bftgpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at bftgpod. Um, and listen, go to the website. Go to the website. Go listen to us on iTunes, on Stitcher. Give us a review. Download, download, download. We got downloads from Russia. We got downloads from Japan. We got downloads from Canada. We are truly international. We are international stars. Um, in our own mind. In our own mind, yeah. So... If you guys, uh, if you guys have friends that need a lifestyle for men kind of podcast, <laughs> apparently that's us. That's us. I mean, we were just talking about artesian cheese and beards, so yeah. I mean, we totally nailed this demographic today. I am getting some artisanal cheese for us to <laughs> test on the air next week. It's gonna be. I'm gonna come up with some. I'm oh, I wonder if it a, smells. It probably does. It'll oh. be like feet. So we'll call it like uh, the artisanal corner. And uh, <laughs> welcome to Break from the Grind Artisanal Corner. And like, and then, okay, pinky up, George. <laughs> pinky up. <laughs> How's your cheese, George? It's delicious. Okay, we're doing that next week. Uh, anyway, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you again for donating. And uh, thank you for taking a break from your daily grind.